hello again, and welcome to another episode of Discussion Ready Podcast. Discussion Ready. <laughs> Not Discussion Ready Podcast. The title of our podcast is Discussion Ready. Sometimes I call it Discussion Ready Podcast. The name is Discussion Ready. This is our third episode that we're doing while quarantined. We're going to give you the highlights of what we're watching. We're going to talk about robots. It's a good one. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you're doing okay. Everything is crazy. But I hope you're doing okay. And I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Here we are. Hubba bubba bubblegum. Hubba bubba bubblegum. I don't really like hubba bubba bubblegum, to be honest. Don't really like you, to be honest. Because I don't like bubblegum. Exactly. Do you like gum in general? Yeah, I like gum. I just don't like I just don't like that brand. Do you remember the uh what was it? The tape gum. Well that that was Hubba Bubba too, I think. Yeah. Oh shit, I do remember that. That was really good. Oh, okay, so you're just hating on it because you want to hate on something. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I just a, a hateful person. And I, swear to I swear to God, this better work. Okay, so what we should do is only do 30-minute segments this time because that way they won't take so long to load. And I think it'll, I don't, I think that'll stop it from getting fucked up. I hope so. Okay. I quit. I quit everything. I quit my job. I quit. I quit going outside. That's it. I won't have any of it. Okay. To begin with, you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, you have to go outside sometimes. I quit going to to the bars. I'm gonna quit it all. <sighs> I thought you said you were okay today. <laughs> I am okay today. Does this not seem like I'm okay today? Not really. Wow. Well, it shows how long it's been since you've seen me. So, I know. It's been fucking like two months. Some friends come to care about me and actually come visit from time to time. But Franco likes to say that there's a worldwide order to stay home or something. That's stupid. Who comes to visit you? My imaginary friends. That's depressing. No, not like if it's SpongeBob, you have your chip, your little rock, your little used up tissue. <laughs> it's horrible. It's okay. We're almost through this. Yeah. Yeah. In a couple. In time for something else to show up, apparently. I Yeah. The stupid hornet thing around, and I'm like, "What? What is this?" The murder hornets. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Oh my god. Okay, so let's like pause. Right. What? Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, so let's 
be quiet for like 10 seconds. Not, obviously not that long, like five seconds and then we can start and then it'll be easier for me to edit it. You will not shut me out. How dare you? I'm not trying to. Why are we being quiet? Why are we editing? Because that, or you want to just like start? I thought we were. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we are. You've been going rogue and putting your own intros and being like, hi, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> I, I do. Oh, this is a because, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to my show. I've been reading this. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So it's not my show anymore. How rude. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we should let everybody know why there hasn't been an episode in a couple weeks. Franco's not very tech savvy and fucked it up. That's all you need to know. You want to adjust, <laughs> your, uh, adjust your, your statement? Your long pauses here. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded what might have been the best episode we've ever done. It was. You still have it, right? Yeah, I still have it. Okay, I, I need to find a way to listen to it. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll figure it out. But anyway, uh, it it got fucked up. I tried to, I it was ready to go. I edited it and everything, and I was like, I should just listen to parts of it to make sure that it's all good. And I did, and it's just, it's awful. Like, the way the sound got messed up so that, like, I don't even, I don't know what happened. Like, DeAndre will talk, he'll ask me a question, and then, but, like, I'll answer the question before he asks the question. The The audio just got out of sync, and I don't really know how to fix it, so... We've talked about maybe releasing it. DeAndre still wants to release it. I am ashamed. (laughs) I don't want to. But maybe we'll release it as like a bonus episode. The Lost Tapes. Yes. We could also release it on the Patreon. (laughs) Listen to our hot mess for $5. Yeah, yeah, you're paying for uh, paying uh, five bucks a month. You can listen to this episode that's fucked up. Here's the thing. I think personally, since I'm not around and Franco's been very suspicious around this episode, I think I that there's a conspiracy going on that he actually listened to it and overheard something that he didn't like. So instead of just telling me, he decided, you know what? We're just going to say that it's broken. And not- what are you imagining that I overheard? Huh? What are you imagining that I heard that I didn't like? I don't know. Maybe it was something you said, and you're like, oh, "No, we can't. We can't let this go out in the world." No, no, no. Okay. So I have well, a conspiracy because Franco is being very fishy and being like, "Oh, I can't let you listen to it. It's horrible." Blah blah blah. blah. No, you can't. You can't do it. And I'm like, "Hmm, something weird's going on here." And I think he's just the conspiracy is. I think he's just afraid of success. I think he's self sabotaging the show. You got me. I knew it. I don't want it to get big. And that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> it up to uh, another thing in 2020. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so. How's everybody doing? I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, where we are. In New Mexico, they're getting ready to ease some of the restrictions. And except for one place. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Well, we have the one town. It's weird because, like, overall, New Mexico has done pretty good by comparison to other states. But we also have, like, the one town that's completely and totally locked down. No one's allowed in or out, which is Gallup. The poor, it's pretty crazy. Poor little Gallup. Yeah. It's not the best town either. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. Or, yeah, I agree. I'm just, I'm just gonna throw this out there. It's like if there's a place where you want to be locked down and you can't leave, it's not. It's probably not Gallup <laughs> or Grants. They but, lock down Grants too. Yeah, but um, you know, love and solidarity to Grants, our neighbors. We really hope that um, you know things turn out there and that. You know, um, the situation improves. Honestly, you know, if the situation doesn't get worse, you know, for places like Grants and any other like Texas and stuff, if things don't get worse, they're gonna. It's just gonna drive the point, being like, "See, see, it, what's so bad? See, nothing's wrong. We're okay." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, um, it's. I don't know, man. It's frustrating. How do you? So we haven't talked about this too, too much. Like, how do you feel about the them opening, starting to open stuff up again? I still feel like it should be exactly the reverse of what we did to get into it. The last thing that was locked down should be well. I mean, I guess everything was varied, but we should do it in the reverse order. You know, like okay, like we're doing. You know, let's open up these few businesses first and mm-hmm. ease up on these restrictions, and then the next thing would be. A little more, a little more. I think masks should be mandatory. 100%. And another thing that I feel will be and should be is even when businesses are fully open and everything's operational again, uh, social distancing can't go away. Like that's that, that has to be forefront 100% of the time. People have to maintain that six feet, you know, like God, sorry that restaurants can't, um, what's it called? Maintain that, some of them. But that's six feet. Every other table should be empty, not filled. Um, and that could transition into a new era of business where we start going back into big-style businesses again. So instead of like a small like space, now you have a wide-open expo-style area that's for a restaurant, you know? So like... Uh, instead, of, instead of a little boutique style cafe, that cafe now has to expand to like the size of a Buffalo Wild Wings to uh, accommodate people. I mean, I like the sound of that. Um, but that's just the one thing I think that we can't go get away. And like same like things like casinos. Every they either need to remove the game, every other game and slot or whatever. And so maintain the spacing, you know, but then that just means if you want to keep that same amount of stuff, you got to expand the facility in order to do that. Um, Yeah. Because we're going to end up inadvertently causing things to happen again because everyone's going to shoulder to shoulder, all this stuff. And Uh, yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, I'm, I feel like I'm in 
an awful horror movie with a bunch of idiots who think the monster's dead. I saw that, yeah. They're coming out, and then that's when uh, Michael Myers shows up right behind you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's the... uh, those yeah, it's, it's very weird how that's working out. Um, I I love everyone's like the internet's like comprehension of this is based off of like scripts and movies and media. And, yeah, and like how they how everyone's wording things be like. I bet you anything you didn't see the uh, the the world's B plot to this twenty twenty storyline being that. Uh, murder hornets were going to be a part of it but definitely applauding the writers for that one you're right the murder hornets are ridiculous honestly i don't understand i i don't understand even more so the fact that travel is restricted so how the heck did they get here (laughs) that's a really good question how did they get here i mean i guess they can fly but but like did they fly across the ocean exactly the long distance i don't know um but i'm just like confused because the fact of like how is it that they appeared when the least amount of travel is happening when they could have been here at any given time prior to that and so now now was the time that's like oh now we can't maybe maybe the smog was what was keeping them away maybe smog like they just couldn't see so far ahead that they're like oh there's nothing out there but now that it's cleared up they're like they have like amazing eyesight and they're like we see millions of miles away there's a another country we can see it now it's it's clear i can fly brothers and sisters you also see that we might inadvertently cause that earthquakes too yeah when we start going back that is we're gonna start shaking the world again and like it's gonna just cause a we might just imagine like the history of events that we've had in a major capacity just happening this year because of humanity. So like, obviously we have this pandemic set up. Um, imagine having like the great earthquake of like 19, whatever in California and imagine that happening again because, Oh, we're going back to normal life. Uh, yeah. And then whatever hurricanes come this hurricane season, I'm sure will be highlighted. I told you this before. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the murder hornets, depending on how bad that gets. And also the the misconception that the name murder hornets means that they're going to kill you. It, but they, they just murder bees. Like they attack other, like their own kind. Yeah, they kill bees. Although I did, I have read that they can kill people too. Like you can die from a sting. Oh God. Um, More deadly than bees. They're not like, we're not there pray though so and then there's um what other uh worldly event could happen i guess a meteor but i don't i think i think we're fine there yeah the meteor seems to be okay for the time i mean you know know what would top off the end of this 2020 what the takeover of ai like skynet goes live and it was because we needed help in fighting all that's happening right now. So they're like, we have this AI. We can use it to our advantage. Turn it on. And they they do it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we can save the planet. And then turns turns on us. Yeah. 
AI is terrifying, man. Like I don't think it is. I think the the unknown is terrifying. Yeah. Because the the problem the problem that fear derives from is because of media. You know, we don't know, but because movies say that AI would do this and AI could do that and AI could do this, it it's flawed because it's 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 drama made in a movie. That's just like watching 2012 and be like, oh my God, I'm so afraid of these natural disasters because they're all going to happen at once because that movie told me so. Um, I'm not really afraid of movies because of movies though. I'm more afraid of like just things I've read and listened to about possible situations that could unfold with AI. I think think it's... Yeah, I agree, but I'm just saying the media of it like over hypes the potential for the problem and i i think the uh the reality of ai would be that yes it's going to be very intelligent and it's probably going to be very helpful and that there is a potential for things like um i i robot to be a thing in some capacity and like the the not the dramatic like kill everybody part but because I just think AI again, this is going back to me watching Ex Machina for the first time too, by the way. Um but the fact that like for some reason humanity just thinks that if we go so far with AI, it's gonna turn on us. And it's such a weird like fear because we don't know, and it's just like a dramatic element to utilize in media anyways. Like you don't like AI could be perfect and it's like friendly and helpful, you know, and that's not a, a great story. That's boring. Like who wants to be like, Oh yeah. The friendly robot that lived happily ever after serving people. Um, though, I, yeah, I mean, it's not really like, I don't, th- I don't really, I don't know. Like, I don't really think the, for me, the big fear isn't that AI is going to turn on people. It's more that like AI could be used. I mean, I think it's, I think, I think of AI as kind of like a second nuclear. Um, it's like a second version of like when a nuclear weapon is created for the first time. Like, yeah, I get, I, I get it. Well, the big thing being, I think the real fear is, um, you know, loss of jobs and loss of human way of life that we've had since who knows when. And like the fact that we'd have to traverse a whole new, uh, apologies if you can hear that sound in the background, it's like my water heater. It'll, it'll go, it's getting angrier right now, but it'll go away. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that the the automation that is a big that is a big thing. But like, what I mean is more like, like let's say somebody creates an artificial intelligence and then uses it to immediately like steal all of the data from uh, like military information and then uses that to target like a bunch of military bases at once or like take out a politician or something like that. Like that's more like the level of 
at which AI scares me than like there's going to be evil robots that take over the world. I'm more worried about like what people are going to do with AI. Yeah, and that's the see that's the fear. The fear is the people, not the AI. Um, yeah. And I agree because I feel like AI is going to be very helpful and <clears throat> at its max capacity it's built by humans so it's it's natural that it would have a potential for a human element at a certain point but that means that ai would in essence have a good and a bad you know like if it, let's just take ai on its own minus the humanity um building mm-hmm. it the human nature of the ai would be there would be good people and bad people and everything in between you know so there could be an ai that fights against that while there's an AI that's trying to cause that. And, you know, like it, 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 it just, it's just a new plane of w- w- the way we live currently. And yeah. the problem being is how do we coexist with it? You know, here's the weird thing. Like we're already sort of doing that. We just don't have a general AI, yet. but like, the thing that Elon Musk said is what I always think about where he said like Google is kind of becoming an AI because we're all feeding it information and it's getting smarter every day. And um, this brings me to something I tweeted that I deleted because I didn't want people to talk to me about it. <laughs> and then I texted the, a picture of the tweet to DeAndre. But I was like sitting with my phone the other day and I was like looking stuff up and um, I was using my Google assistant and my Google assistant was talking to me. It was like telling me things and I was like asking questions and it was responding. And I realized like, this is my phone. Like this, my phone is a robot. It's a robot. That's what it is. You know? And we have this idea that like, like we watch a movie, like I robot, like you, like what you're saying, like, like movies like that, the media that kind of shapes us to think it's going to be one way. Or, or like Star Wars, you know, R2-D2 and C-3PO. And we have these like ideas of what a robot is in our heads. And, um, you know, we think like, oh, okay, well, like there's a disconnect that happens because we have a cell phone and we all have one. And yeah, the things that it says are pre-programmed in there and so on and so forth. But that thing that's in the movie that you see, like the concept that's in iRobot that... Um, Isaac Asimov was writing about in the thirties, which is when the book based on that movie came out. I think Um, they're the same thing. Like it's, it's an intelligent machine that gets smarter as you use it. And that can talk to you, you know, like the, the idea that like, it's not a robot because it, it can't like think there's plenty that, that, you know, that's the same thing that they've been talking about in all these movies and books for forever. And so these, and I don't, and I realized like nobody, I don't think the, I think most people actually haven't con, um, what am I trying to say? Haven't uh, processed this yet that we all live with robots. We like walk around with them. They like, and they're like, Another thing Elon Musk said is they're like extensions of ourselves because, you know, if somebody looks through your Google history, they know pretty much like your mind, like, because that's the things that you're thinking about and doing. And you can see someone's life based on their metadata. Yeah. Um, 
what was my thought on all that you're going in? And I, the mentality to process it, you, you and I, and like generationally us and younger ones understand it a bit more because of the way we're raised and grown with it and everything. Um, like we have a, a tough time kind of understanding it, but we do. And then mm-hmm. if you take it up a notch and go up a higher generation, you could have that same conversation with me, with them and they right over their heads. They like lose interest. They don't understand what you're talking about. Um, and they, they cannot yeah. wrap their head around it whatsoever. I've, I've tried to talk to like family members and tell them like, stuff like this and they they just don't understand like even in the simplest like plainest english that i can be like if you did point a and point b you get c and they'd be like i, I still don't get it i know i know it exists yeah. but i don't get it and i'm like well you need to like it's 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 a thing that's a part of our lives um and and then like the generation after us you can talk to them about it and they're like oh yeah but you're not taking it far enough like a b c goes into all the way to z and you're like whoa hold on i don't know if i really understand that just yet but they're like oh we grew up knowing that like that's just how it is i'm like what it's weird we're already behind Uh, one of the biggest indicators that i can see which is another theory of mine compared to the net the netflix one that i was talking about with the trending things um, is video games because video games are have been around long enough that there's different generations playing them. And you get the older crowd, which is, you know, a little slow on it, and they, they pick games that are mentally stimulating but much easier to understand because they're based off of things they've played when they were kids, you know, like actual cards like Solitaire or... Um, yeah, or they do play adventure games based on their like lifestyles that they had. So maybe some sort sort of like adventure game that's similar to like Dungeon and Dragon stuff like that. Um, but then you have the generation that kind of grew up with it, which is like us in a little bit earlier. Um, and they they've been around it and been able to see like the trends the the transition of like eight bit video game to modern like real light realistic gameplay uh and the ones that have grown from then to now have a very good understanding and they're pretty much like a historian like in that realm because they can kind of be like oh yeah back when this was here we had you know it got us to this to this to this uh and then you get the younger generation who is now with the modern everything and they're just super quick with gameplay they're able to just pick it up and go and be like oh yeah we don't we don't need uh to understand it we'll just we'll figure it out kind of way and they're much faster and much more uh their mind processes it very quickly one of the biggest examples of course would be fortnite because that's just a sandbox game and many generations play it and you have older generations that are you know somewhat understanding and a little bit slow with it and they can build slowly and shoot players uh decently well and then you have the young kids who just like super fast they can go boom 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 and just like insanely quick and you're like how did that how did you just do that like it just blows your mind and hence now we have esports where everyone's competing because there's actually like elite players in the world 
Yeah, that is amazing. I mean, there's entire careers that people have that don't even that didn't exist five yeah, years ago. Ones that are already being you created know? too that are like fledgling that people are being like, we don't know what it is, but we know it's coming. Um, it it's crazy too because I remember like when we graduated from high school, there was still this narrative out there that pretty much like unless you go to college, you're going to be a loser. And that's really not true anymore. I mean, like it's, there's still kind of a thing there about like, Oh, if you want to have a certain type of job, you got to go get a degree. But like people are building whole lives based off stuff that they do online. And I mean, I think it's kind of amazing. And just like, there's just, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. There's the whole shift that happened. Um, What was this going on with my thought? Oh, um, that's, more so that conversation I was talking about just or just a second ago was stems mostly too from that video I sent you, the the history of James Bond. Cause that oh, one right. it 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 just says the history of James Bond in the title, but it's the history of the video games. So it starts from the very first Bond game all the way to the very last one that's happened so far. Um and just like mm-hmm. the development in video gaming and and how pivotal yeah. the series has been throughout history to be like, oh, they introduced this and this is where we are today with other games like uh, Call of Duty and all that. And then, oh, they introduced this and you see that in many shooters today and like different kinds of games today and we owe it to the series for that. Um, But like it also has a sad history too, so. Yeah. Well, I think in part two, we're going to go through the highs and lows of what we've been watching in our quarantine. The highs and lows, huh? The highs and I, lows. I've had some highs. I'm in the highest lows. lows right now. But, no, it's no, I'm over. saying what I'm watching is the highest of the lows right now. You'll understand when I bring it up in the and next I- part. I hope you guys are ready for this. I have literally no idea what he's going to say. Hello. Wow. I almost about gave up. Okay, Mr. Dramatic. Well, I was on YouTube watching videos, waiting on you. We had a little bit of a delay in our uh, second half of this episode. That is why DeAndre is salty. Also, since you guys don't know, and only DeAndre and I know, I cannot see anything right now. Oh, right. I forgot you were wearing the, the thing. Yeah, I'm wearing my mindfold mask right now. So I don't see anything. It's a total darkness mask. And uh, it's not an advertisement. No one paid me to say that. But hey, Mindfold, if you want to be a sponsor of Discussion Ready, we will shill for you. What is it for? What is it? like? What, what's special about it? It's just like total darkness, which not a lot of masks 
like sleep masks do. It's mostly for sleep, but um, it's really trippy for like listening to music or painting or other things. Lots of people use it to paint. And um, I've really been enjoying listening to music with it because like it's so dark that like when you close your eyes and open them, there's no difference. Okay. Yep. Uh, 12 bucks. Or from where? Uh, I got mine on Amazon, but they have a website. Oh, okay. Probably not going to get one though. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. But I think as long as we're doing this remotely, I'm going to wear it. Well, when you find out that I am no longer in the show 30 minutes in, you'll know why. I would just hear you stop talking. Well, maybe you're going on a discussion and then you're like, what do you think? And I'm just like, gone. <laughs> well, I'll try not to talk for 30 minutes at a time. Um, but anyways, going back on topic, now that we're back together again, um, I was talking about the highest lows because we were talking about TVs and what we're watching and whatever. I, the reason I said I'm watching the highest of the lows is because I'm watching a series of unfortunate events currently. Ooh. And that is just as the cookie crumbles you know, the series is always about, it's like melodramatic and sad. And, you know, so I thought highest of lows worked very well in that sentence. What? No. You're breaking up on my end. I don't know if it's on the show, but. How many seasons of the show are there? There's only three. They, they, they shot three seasons back to back to back to just do it right away. Okay. Can but you hear me? Each, okay, yeah. Each okay. season has uh, four books. So the first one is four. Second one is four. And the third season will have five because there's 13 altogether. Yeah. Uh, well, has five, not will have five. Um, yeah. I'm on the last season now. The last book could probably just be one episode. No, they, each one is two. And I think I'm pretty sure the last one will have two as well. Yeah, but very, not very much happens in the last Do you remember the series at all? Oh, yeah. That was like my favorite series. Well, was... mine too. I'm just saying like I haven't read it in so long and there's a lot of moments that in the show I'm like, wait, did that happen in the book? Is that a character in the book? Um, and then other moments that I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this like from the book. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this moment I forgot. And then like just things are triggering. Um, but it's repurposed too for the TV show. So like. Um, just like how the books, when you read them, it, it breaks out of, it breaks into like the fourth wall and talks to the audience and, um, yeah. says things about like, you should put this book down now and go read something better. Um, and the show does the same thing where it, instead, but instead of a book, it's like, you should stop watching this and go watch something else. Um, and it's 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 very playful on on the regards because it's Netflix. So Netflix takes they have some a few liberties on stuff. Like one of the jokes they just had on one of the episodes was um, someone says, "I prefer network television." Oh, <laughs> I don't like the streaming. Um, 
And then there was a there was a another joke. And then there's like sexual innuendos that I didn't even catch. And I'm like, is this in the book? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of adult stuff in the books that I didn't notice when I was a kid. Well, one of the things they have in the show was uh, Count Olaf says, and I put this on like my Snapchat and everything. Count Olaf says, uh, "Have you not heard of uh, banana daiquiris?" And Esme is like, uh, "They're not in, darling. Uh, bananas aren't in, darling." And Count Olaf's like, "Not yet." Oh, and I was like, ah! <laughs> and then like the the rest of the scene plays out, and then um, Count Olaf's like, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And Esme's like, "Oh, I am." And then it he's like, "I was thinking we dance to this moment," and she's like, "Dance," and I was like, "They're talking about having sex." Is this Renesme? No, Esme. Renesme is from fucking Twilight. Stupid. No, her isn't her name in the book like she calls herself. Oh no, you're right. It is Violet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, but I won't fault you entirely because I I had that moment for a second. I was like, wait, isn't it supposed to be Renette? And I was like, nope, that's Twilight. <laughs> no, her her name's Esme Squalor. But um, a lot of the moments, even even like the way the characters look. Uh, triggers memories of like the artwork on the book and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, that they kept that like in it, like like some of the costumes and stuff. I'm just like, that's exactly what he looks like in the book, and it's it's yeah. just cool. Um, and they they make little cute little like nods to like obvious things just because it's what the series is. You know, they did very well with the show. Um, but when season two kicks off, they do like a recap. Um, that you can skip, of course. Um, but when you first start the episode, Lemony Snicket uh, says it's his whole like intro, and then it goes to the kids at uh, the Austria Academy, and they're sitting on a bench because they ended the first season with them at Austria Academy, and they're sitting on a bench just waiting, um, and that's how it ends. But then it starts on with them on the bench, and. Uh, Lemony Snicket's like something, something, something about uh, the children, and it seems like they've been sitting here for months. And then they like go into the into the character into the to show the orphans, and they're like, "I feel like we've been sitting here for months," and it's because the show like was between season one and season two, so they start like <laughs> referencing the fact that they're in season two, and it's been a while, and and they're oh, like. That's great. And I feel like Sonny's grown in between this time. And like they go, they point out at Sonny and she's like a little bit older. And I was like, I like that they're playing fun with the fact that like the obvious time, like between. Um, yeah. But they shot season three immediately after. So it, it's not much of a difference. And they don't bring up anything like that in season three. The And the recap is actually part of the episode. So you can't like skip that one. But um, so far I'm, I'm still at the beginning of season, the final season, but it, it's been really good. Like season one's a little slow and it, it, it's development. It's like, okay, well this is what it is. Um, but then you get into season two and it kicks off even more and like more, a much more, they got a, they got a good groove going. So it works out really well. And then it's great to see like 
the characters that we didn't get to see in like the movie, you know, like really coming to life and it's moments that I completely forgot about and like certain things and like the plot devices and um yeah I never realized that the show or the book even the show too but the bro- the book series is a really good uh series on grammar and how to properly like build a story hmm. because it brings up stuff like cliffhangers and you know let me sneak it explains stuff like the whole series explains odd things like that and like misnomers and um and but like in a visual i remember the book visually representing it but the show does it obviously on a, a true visual scale but like Lemony Snicket's standing at the edge of a cliff and he's like, one would say that this is a cliffhanger. And it's like literally a cliffhanger of the show for the season two finale. And I'm like, that is a cliffhanger. And it's just like, <laughs> um, and it just, I never realized how well it does teaching kids how like, how to properly like pronunciate words and how to like all this different stuff. And I was just like, wow, this show does really good for like early development. Yeah, it, it it's pretty cool that like it has all these complicated ideas and like high diction words in it and it's like a children's series and it was like really popular for kids you know when we were younger probably still is. Uh I would hope so. And they they could do with a re-release I feel like. But one <laughs> one of the meta things that I really do enjoy about the show is um some of it's not as as uh, subtle and some of it's very you know it's just mm-hmm. you can catch easily some certain scenes or others that aren't but they put the actual books in the episodes too um oh nice so you'll like they'll they'll there there'll be a a, tr- a trunk just full of junk and on top of the junk is like one of the books and it's just far enough that you can't read which one it is but you can tell the the color of the spine and like you can see that it's one of the books yeah and the artwork and you're like ah oh, that's <laughs> and you're just like that's awesome easter eggs and even the uh the casting like the cameos that show up and the actors you're like oh my god like nathan fillion i was like wait that i i didn't notice recognize him at first and i was like he looks familiar and then the credits rolled i was like that's nathan fillion <laughs> that's awesome um it's i didn't know he guest starred uh yeah he's in several episodes and um it it is very sad. Like now it's getting darker, and I was like, I forgot that like there's actual death in the show, and like dark things actually do happen. Uh, even yeah, with, it is. even with the you know campiness and dorkiness of the show and whatever, it's still very like oh dark. And not to you know no spoilers or whatever, but it it has a sad ending. Like it's it's not all happy. Well, it has a melancholy scent. I think that's the word they use in the in the book is melancholy and that's where I learned that word. Um it's like bittersweet, you know. Yeah. Um and we're we're getting there, but like watching the show I was just like is this really the plot of the the series? Like I remember, but also at the same time I thought it was like something more um and it could be still like I'm still not sure, but like we're where I'm at is pretty deep into the whole organization, you know, and stuff. And I was just like, I love it. <laughs> it's also like, wow, this is so cheesy. Oh, VFD. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was, man, I like drove myself crazy trying to figure out what that was when I was a kid. 
Well, yeah. And like, of, of course the books play on it very well throughout the series, you know, like VFD starts showing up and you're like, what's VFD. And then, um, you start, when you read the books, you find, you discover just with the kids, like VFD, Oh, this is VFD. And it ends up being something else. And you're like, Oh, that's not the right VFD until you figure yeah, out exactly yeah. what the, the true VFD is. And that happens in the show too. Obviously we already know because we've read. There's but, multiple meanings to VFD. It's so funny though. Cause they, I'm pretty sure some, the show has slightly different VFDs. Like they came up with new ones. Um, but I remember one for Heimlich hospital, they have like the hippie singers coming in to cheer up the, the, uh, the, oh yeah the sick and they are the most campiest like thing in the show it's so good I, I i was like oh god i forgot about these like people i completely forgot like towards the middle and to the end they stop having guardians i was like oh yeah they go off on their own yeah yeah that's intense when that happens yeah and it's just it's so good and i'm just it's it's very well done, and I I want to watch it more for the the background stuff next because there's just so much that they designed in it, um, and I'm per- I think Lemony Snicket was involved with the process too, just so they could get oh, set for a TV show instead of like the book series, you know. That's and, awesome. And they did. I... What? Go ahead. Go ahead. They used like the elements of pretty much like what they started with you know when they wanted to do it the first time when they did the movie but then it it of course quickly goes away from that because the first season has the first three books plus the fourth so you have a whole new like book that never even got introduced so you get to see the way they play it in the first three which is pretty pretty close to what they do in the movie and then and the book series i mean it's very very they don't divert very far except for minor things like um, what's her name? Their, their guardian in the third movie or the third book. Sorry. Um, I forget her name, but Aunt Joe. what Aunt Joe and Joe, I don't think it was Aunt Joe, but it was Aunt something, but I, I don't know. I can't remember her, but it was played by Meryl Streep in the movie, but it's played by yeah. a, um, and, and Josephine and jo- yeah. And Josephine. That's right. Um, but then she's played by um they they don't gender swap but they uh they race swap it for the characters and each of the each of the guardians are uh diverse rather than all being like white or some sort you know that's pretty cool yeah it is and i mean i agree like i i loved count olaf when it was played by jim carrey neil patrick harris does a a pretty decent job overall but i don't know i feel i definitely would love to have seen jim carrey see it through as well but yeah it still works out and again we still get the very creative characters like esme we get to see the 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 guardians and the whole group like they they got to see the whole thing through finally for the first time and it it works out pretty well um yeah kind of surprising the way it's built that tim burton didn't get his hands on it at some point yeah that is surprising. definitely seems like a tim burton property would have worked out with that but it's it's been good so far i don't know we'll see how it ends um i'm on the uh, slippery slope now part two and um 
one of the characters showed up and it triggered a memory because it's the the cover art of the book. And I was like, oh, right, that's a character that I recognize, but I don't remember what the significance is. And then at the end, you, I find out and I'm like, oh, right, that's this person. <laughs> so, um, it's Quigley, right? Yeah, it's Quigley. Wow, you Quigley. remember? When did you last read the series? Oh, man, I... That's a good question. I mean, I read it was it was a long time ago, but like I said, they they really were like my favorite books. Like I loved them. The interesting thing of the series for me at least is I own the first three and the last three in the series. I don't own the middle section. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, how do I not have the whole collection? And I remember I remember going to like um what's it called? Uh Hastings. And yeah. Every time going in there, going to check to see if it was on sale every time because I would see it and be like, okay, book number three, four, and five. Like, and I, I wanted, I know I wanted to, but I never somehow managed. And I always ended up with the first three and the last three somehow. And I'm like, all right, that's how that worked out. Um, but yeah, it's Quigley and they just the kids just saw that happen so we'll see what happens next in part two which i mean they again they follow pretty well on the on the whole setup and i'm trying to think of like other aspects of the show um one of the cute little things is sunny they of course sunny doesn't know how to talk she's a baby so she she has her her baby speak but they translate it in subtitles to what she's saying um and like of course her brother and sister know exactly what she's saying when she does it but we don't so we see it on screen um and so her her subtitles are like this green little baby looking subtitle and it it shows you what she's saying but now that we've developed into the final season her uh speech is also developed so now she can actually say word they still show the the subtitle with it but it's the same thing she's saying on screen so she'll be like henchman and it says henchman on the on the subtitle and it's still like iffy some some of the words it's still like aga but others it's not, I, like she's growing and under learning now and it's so cool yeah um and they've uh the de- just the development of the whole thing is so creative and the li- the the fact that they were able to just like how they were able to build the world and i never realized how annoying some characters were like in the book you read it and you're like oh that character was somewhat annoying but it's so annoying in the show like carmelita spats i want to just like strangle the crap out of that character oh i remember her yeah she's horrible yeah and i forgot she comes back in later in the series and i was like oh it's her again yeah yeah um I haven't watched it only because I have a hard time watching things based on books I like because I just get I'm too critical like I I can't enjoy it. Well, I think it's nice because I haven't read the series in so long, so it, it's like a nice nostalgic thing to see it come up on screen, and I'll be like, "Oh right, that's right." But like other parts, I'm like, "I'm not sure if that happened, but that's okay because I don't remember." Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, me and Riley had started it a while when the first season first started. Um, but then we never well, continued it. And now that I'm in quarantine, I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish it. So it's been, it's been really good. It's been fun. Yeah. That's been a nice side effect of quarantine. Like I've read a bunch of books that I've had for 
like over a year that have just been piling up and I haven't got, cause I always get, you know, excited about a book and then I'm like, Oh, I actually want to read this one instead. And then I buy a new book and then I inevitably end up with like five or six books that I've had for like a year that I just don't read. And I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to read all the books that I have that I haven't um, paid attention to. And they're all great. So there's a reason that I bought them. And it's nice to now have the time, even though there's all this crazy shit going on. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a whole different world and it's nice to be in, in something that creatively different. And yeah, it's very, one of my, one of my favorite characters, which I forgot. uh, Do you remember Larry? Larry? Um, I don't think so. So he's a member of VFD in the book series. And I, I need to, I want to go back and make sure. Cause I don't know if he, I, I'm pretty sure he's in the series. Like he's a character that there's no way they just wrote that character in, but he pops in throughout the, uh, the, the show. Um, and his name's literally Larry, your waiter. Um, his last name's your waiter. And <laughs> his, the first time I think he's introduced is the third book when the kids and Andros Fing go out to dinner or lunch or whatever with count Olaf or whatever. Yeah, and they go to the the restaurant and he's in a goofy costume and he's like, "Hi, I'm Larry, your waiter." Um but then he shows up later in like the fifth one and the fifth or sixth and he's trying to deliver uh oh, it's the fifth one and he's trying to deliver um information about VFD to the kids so they understand what's going on with them and so they can find their way to VFD and he fails the mission and fumbles it and gets stuffed in a, a fridge, a freezer by account Olaf and Olaf's like Larry, like he re- recognizes him. Um, but every time he's, every time he magically appears in the show, he's like, hi, it, it's I'm Larry, your waiter. Like it, it's just <laughs> so weird. And like he shows up again, um, at another restaurant in in the Cafe Salmonella as one of the fishy staff. And he's like, hi, I'm Larry, your waiter. And the kids recognize him then. And he's like, that's the guy that keeps popping up in our lives, giving up, trying to help us. Um, and so he like keeps, he can't directly tell the kids what's going on. So he's like handing him a menu and he's like, should I, su- I suggest you look at page number whatever where you'll find this information and like of course the adults are like looking at him weird being like what are you saying and he's like oh it's a special menu for the kids like whatever um but then he's like i insist you stay for like that's his strongest performance so far as uh in cafe seminilla because count Olaf's trying to get them out of the restaurant and he literally like um forces Olaf to stay there like he grabs him by the shoulder like indiscreetly he's like I must insist you stay for the 46 course meal and like um keep keeps foiling him because they're trying to save the Quigleys and so they're trying to keep them at the restaurant while VFD's at the uh the apartment place trying to find the Quigleys but um it, it's just he's such a creative character that pops in and out he's like hi it's me larry your waiter now he's just larry because everyone knows him as larry so <laughs> um 
but one of the one of the things that I kind of I'm like if like eh about is um in in the uh Aerosot's elevator episode that's the same one with Cafe Salmonella and everything when they're back in the city and they're adopted by the rich the the sixth most powerful financial advisor um who's oh, Ed, that's right who's Esme um they when they remember that whole that whole book series was about that whole book was about um what's in and out because they're so rich and posh that they they have to have whatever's the in thing um yeah so that whole street we in the beginning of the book everything's dark and i remember how like the book describes it as like pitch black and it's so hard to see um they didn't do that very well, in my opinion, in the show. I think it would have been fun if they literally made it so dark it was hard to see what you were watching at the beginning. Um, but they make it they make it dark-ish. But I was just like, they should have made it dark. It's it should be dark in the in the thing. Like dark is in, and this is still kind of light. Um, but they kind of compensate with it by when light turn becomes in again, they make it very bright in the show so i'm like okay i guess that works but it's it's just fun that's one of the moments that i'm like eh. there's a few things that i'm like yeah i would have changed that but it's okay yeah yeah it's not gonna be perfect but that's so far what i've been my most recent quarantine watch well i just finished watching uh sex education this week you need to start that and yeah, ever since I finished it, I keep trying to start other shows, and then I don't like them as much as I like that show, and now I'm stuck because it was so good. Like, all I'll say about it is, um, like you like like you mentioned, like the nice thing about having stuff available, these shows, and like being able to just kind of like leave behind everything that's going on and go to this like other world, like it. it if you just if you're listening and you want to watch something that's like just really sweet and pure and that's going to make you feel like hope in in life again <laughs> sex education is a great show for that because it's just like you know i mean in some ways it's like your coming of age story like a typical coming of age story it's about like high school kids but the it has this like magic formula where the characters are just so good. Like they're so well-written and it's, it's actually genuinely really funny and actually genuinely like really like um, heartwarming. Like the second season, maybe there's something about Netflix and second seasons, their shows just get better because like the first season is pretty solid. Like it's a good show. It, it was good enough that it made me want to keep watching it. But the second season, like I'm not even kidding. Like, the last couple episodes, I cried like four or five times. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just like the the way that the it, it's it's like one of those shows that has like a wide number of characters, but like there's not too many that that you actually care about all of them, and the transformations that a bunch of them go through in the second season is just like really beautiful to watch. And actually, the main character Otis. Like, I still like him, but in the second season, he becomes, like, the least interesting person. And I kind of love when that happens with a show, when you kind of, like, fall in love with, you know, all these other characters and get to get invested in their stories. So, that's my recommendation. Also, DeAndre hates me for this, but 
everybody should watch Love is Blind. No, no. <laughs> if you want, if you want to, to just disappear into some, in the other direction, if you want to disappear into some shallow bullshit, you should watch Love is Blind. It's it's I, a ride. I'm telling you. Personally, will never. And one of the things that I hate that started trending now too is 90 Day Fiance, and I'm like, why are we wasting our time watching this trashy reality bullcrap? Oh, I hate it. I think people just want to feel better. They want something shallow. and I mean, that's kind of why I watched it. Okay, fine. Like, but still, I'm just like, there's so much other, like... Ugh, yeah, there is. There is. And, watch and you should watch... Watch Survivor. What? They're infinitely better. They have the same drama. Watch The Circle. Like, why do we have to waste time watching stupid shows about fake love? But that's the thing is, like, for that- me, like... I watched that. I watched Love is Blind, and that's what was kind of fun about it. it was just like what a train wreck it is to watch. Like, there's so much. It's just such a ridiculous idea to begin with. Like, <laughs> for people who don't know, what it is is people like literally go into these pods and they go on dates with each other, but they can't see each other. And they have to propose to somebody without ever seeing them in person. And then after that, it like follows them into the real world and like shows whether or not they actually go through with the wedding. And there's straight up people that like, they just, it, it, they get all the way to the altar and then it goes down and it's crazy. And it's so nuts there. And, and then actually also there are like two couples that, well, I'm not going to say like how many work out but there's like one couple that in there's a couple that work out but there's like one in particular that actually does seem like it was a a real connection and they're still together and they've been together for like i think two years at this point um but the the real fun of the show is just like watching how crazy people behave when they're on camera and like when they don't know that they're being filmed and like I don't know, man. I mean, it is, it's absolutely silly and vapid and like, there's way better stuff out there. Like definitely get you guys go watch a series of unfortunate events, go watch sex education. But also (laughs) if you just want to like watch some bullshit and like laugh and not think about anything for a while, like you, you can watch love is blind and it will, I promise it will take your mind off what's going on. Or make you unintentionally throw up and queasy. It might do that too. I don't know if it actually do that. But if it does, it'll be fun. I hate it. Well, uh, anyway, that's what we've been watching. And that's what we've been doing. And it's not going to be locked down here too much more. So I don't know. Maybe we'll have like one more quarantine episode. Then we'll probably do an in-person episode after that. And you just fucked us for another two months. Why would you say that? Why? Why would you say something like that? So, con- are you saying I jinxed it? So controversial yet brave. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'd like to be having the show? Andre. Hey, Eric Andre, if you're listening, we would love to have you come on the show. If you're listening, let's just shove it down his throat. And you guys, if you guys are listening, you should tweet at Eric Andre and get him to come on our show. Also shove it down his throat. 
All right. Well, we are going to talk some more about that in just a moment. But thanks for listening to this episode. You got something else to say? <laughs> I was just waiting for you to end it. We could go to the next part. Just being like silent. Okay. We'll be right back. I don't understand how we've been doing this show for a year and we still don't have a podcast studio. Because it takes money? Why uh, haven't people given us money? Uh, whoa. Aggressive. Uh, selfish people listening to us. Why haven't you given us money? And there goes <laughs> our audience. Um, <laughs> Some of you guys have given us money, so thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, we could set it up in my apartment. I mean, we just, again, still need money to set up, like, a space to, like, what do we want to put on it? Uh... You know, just it it we don't need a studio when we have our own like space. It just I don't We understand. need a studio. We need a producer. Oh my god. A car, a company car. We don't need any of these things. We need we a, don't. a team would be fine. Yeah, we could get a team together and like build more on it. But again, we have to eventually pay that team. <laughs> we would. And if you guys want to make this dream a reality of us having a studio and a team and a car and a jet and all that stuff. A jet? <laughs> <laughs> Discussion ready jet. That would be so dope. Go to um, Discussion Ready 505. I'm sorry. Patreon.com slash Discussion Ready 505. And if you don't know, Patreon is a uh, website that supports independent creators. So if you like the show, you can sign up for as little as a cup of coffee. You can sign up for $3 a month is the lowest tier. And um, you get like extra stuff. And if you sign up for more than that, you get like more extra stuff. And if there's stuff that you guys want that we're not offering, just tell us. And then we'll offer that. Just tell us what you would pay for. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to you. I mean... It has to be a reasonable <laughs> request. Like, some things are off the table. For you. Okay, well, for me, some things are off the table. I guess not for DeAndre, so... <laughs> for him, request whatever, I guess. How's your uh, workout routine going? It's going pretty good, man. I got, um... I just got my one kettlebell that I, uh lift and i mean i do squats with it i lift it i do um i like toss it in the air and catch it and uh you know i do push-ups i do yoga every morning and i've just been going for lots of walks how about you uh any results showing you seeing anything beneficial on your body yet i mean i don't have abs but i've definitely lost some weight definitely slimming down oh i'm doing good i'm on the couch and i'm gaining my abs back i don't know how that works but it's happening this so. is what, for, for people who are listening who don't know this is one of the greatest frustrations of my life 
is that I go through all <laughs> I go through all this bullshit. Like shit I just described. Like I'm like, yeah, DeAndre, I'm gonna just take up running now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the bike three times a week. I'm gonna do I'm gonna go hiking every other weekend. I'm eating like low carb. I'm doing all this shit. DeAndre literally eats a burger, loses twelve pounds, and gets jacked. <laughs> Life is not fair, in case you were wondering. That's just what he sees, though. That's not what I fully, I, I like, would very much gain weight if that was the case. But I'll give you this. It's a stretch. It's not much of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Franco, I have a whole, like, thing where I, uh, I know what I do, but he believes of what I do is what the way it works. But he can't do that because then he would explode like a, a damn balloon. Yeah, that's true. So he puts in all the hard work. I get all the results. Pretty much. DeAndre gets the body that I'm working for, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) It's because Franco doesn't listen to me and my advice. He hates me. So I've tried. I've tried to help him plenty of times. He's just like, that's ridiculous. That is utterly stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, all right, well, my abs are looking fly as fuck. I hate you. I know you do. Another way that you guys can support the podcast, if you can't afford to be a patron, then that is okay. We understand if you can't. That's why we offer it for free. But if you can't afford to be a patron, you can go to iTunes and you can uh, rate and review the podcast and that will help it get seen by more people. And then also... Or, or wherever you get your podcast wherever you get your podcast we're over here not everybody goes on apple for can you leave a review on spotify i'm pretty sure wait that's a fair point um i don't know if you can leave a review on spotify but i'm just saying like any other platform that has reviewable content you know you know you know (laughs) yeah 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 but i think i think itunes is the main one the only reason i say itunes is because like that way if people like if we want to have Eric Andre on the show we'll be like yeah dude check us out on iTunes and he'll see all the reviews yeah but like all the ads that I ever hear about a podcast all the generic ones are like on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast most or wherever what do they say wherever you listen or wherever you watch your pod I don't even know it's I, I don't like the I don't like the scripted how it sounds but it is what it is it is what it is wherever you guys listen to your podcast (laughs) review us um also yeah i guess that's that's it that's all i have wow also just kidding false hope we're just gonna drop it like that you can uh write to us to tell us what deandre should do to be happy to be happy, huh? <laughs> just give me you can do today. Oh my god, please don't turn this into like DeAndre does pranks kind of show where the audience <laughs> uses and DeAndre's gonna go jump on an alligator today. Let's go watch. That, that I don't even know like where sometimes you just like DeAndre goes to uh jumps off the Empire State Building without a parachute. Let's see how this turns <laughs> what? out. I don't even sometimes like you just go in a direction I'm like I, that's not where I thought he was gonna go there he goes <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna oh my god oh my god the, the what's the most down-to-earth like ridiculous thing I can think of that wouldn't kill me 
that I could like. Zeandra is going to climb into this pod full of murder hornets. Oh my god, I said not kill me. I thought you were going to say Zeandra's going to jump into this pod and interact with the world. <laughs> yeah, or, he's uh, going to go on dates in these pods and then he's going to choose a fiance <laughs> and then. We're, look, guys, help me get DeAndre on Love is Blind. Oh, my God. I am not trying to get on Love is Blind, but I am trying to get on the circle. Um, but that's all I can say, I think. Okay. I think I may have said much already. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, what I was actually thinking down to earth-wise was like, uh, we'll have DeAndre eat a bunch of fatty foods and see how much weight he can gain. Could do that. No. No, my abs are back and they're staying here, damn it. You know what? We should we should actually do a contest. Like we should do a contest where we like weigh ourselves and then I work out no, every single day. No, no don't just, start this again. No, just, just out. Not the same. Not, not, not the same. Listen. I, I <laughs> you know what I'm thinking. You know what I'm thinking. You... No. I go I go I work out every day. I do a keto diet. I like I like run ultra marathons. And you, um, you work out once a week and you eat a burger every day. And then we see what happens at the end of the month. I guarantee you will lose more weight than me. <laughs> you? <laughs> That's probably true. You are not said, we're not doing this again. You, we tried this once last, this time last year. You had this stupid idea. It wasn't stupid, <laughs> but you had this idea. Let's do this workout routine. Let's get this stuff going. And we're nowhere closer to that goal. <laughs> And, but yeah, somehow we're doing much better than we were last year. So let's not mess up with a good thing. That's a good point. You're right. Okay, I gotta go make no dinner. What? I said no more competitions. I want to have a competition. Well, then let's go run a Spartan race or something. We could do that too. Once everything gets back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, guys. As we've said, season two is going to be legit, but <laughs> the quarantine happened, okay? So we're getting there. Enjoy our, our shitty attempts within before we spread our wings and fly. We're going to fly so high. Right, right into your homes. Listen, right. listen. If we don't hit it off in year two of this podcast, we're taking this shit to TV. We're going to go on YouTube. We're going to go wherever. And we're just going to invade everybody's screen. All right. Yeah. We're just going to pop up on there and be like, now you can't avoid us. We're an ad. Look at that. An ad before the podcast. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Because it's locked. That's right. We're going to be the ones you can't skip. Oh, God. I hope we don't turn that. But anyways. Have a good dinner if you're in that region of the world. Have a good breakfast uh, or good night, good morning, wherever you are. Good commute if you're listening to this when it's time to go back to work. Oh, yeah. And uh, remember that time there was a quarantine? Don't never forget. Yeah, I hope you're listening to this in like 2030 and (laughs) everything was okay. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Wow, Franco, we've been doing the show for this long. Do you remember when we were in quarantine? Yeah, that was crazy. Before the aliens came. Man. I didn't even talk about aliens. You're lucky. Oh, yeah. I know. That was a big... Wow. Yeah, like the fact that we're in this and one of your biggest, like, life goals and we didn't even bring it up. 
Yeah, I talked to Andrew's ear off the other day about the UFO news and what it means. and Maybe next time. Sounds good. Well, a Vader saying goodbye. Uh, buenos dias? Buenos, buenos noches. Buenos noches. Buen noche. I remember that one. Or sorry, not Portuguese. Okay. Stay safe, everybody. 